Well, hello, boys and girls of the world. Welcome in to the Red Dirt Golf Hour After Dark Live Day 2 in Tulsa, Saturday night. Boys, Jared Gallagher, TJ Eckert, Spencer Drury with us here. Uh, what a day at Cedar Ridge Country Club. What a day. It was hot. The sun was out all day long during competition until TJ had to go on air. Yeah. <laughs> will, but, uh, not great yeah that was interesting the media center i didn't think the media center could get louder because of the band that was going on on stage but as soon as the rain came it was like somebody was just hitting a snare drum in there it was insane yeah we had to go scrambling for our live shot at the top of the six o'clock on news channel eight and uh it was pretty scary actually there was a lightning strike that hit just outside the property of the golf course. And uh, so that was neat. That was enjoyed seeing that before we went live. So pretty good time though. It was uh, it was a lot of fun out there. And, and Spencer, I know you that was your first day out. So let's get your thoughts. Well, my number one thought is the fact that if anyone happened to see TJ out there today, zero RDGC gear. Okay. Not at nothing. Yeah, it was like know, not even a part of the show at all. It's unreal. Right now I'm wearing a Channel 8 shirt because... That's who I was representing. That's what my credentials said. I can't wear a hat because it would mess up my hair for the live shot. <laughs> and I don't have any other gear. Nobody yeah, gave me a vest. Combs. Are, are you saying that we don't pay you enough? I'm saying I don't I don't feel like a member. I got a sheet of stickers today. That's the first thing I've I've been given as a member. Okay. That is <laughs> such a lie. He he gave Jared gave me one and I stole two more. <laughs> I had to steal for the own brand that I helped create. I'll I'll try and wear something else at some point tomorrow. How about that? And Next if time. you want some stickers, you can reach <laughs> out to us on Twitter at RDGC underscore OK on Twitter. Also on Instagram, search for us, Red Dirt Golf Collective. And guess what, fellas? Now on TikTok. We're tacking. We're tic-tacking. You can search for us. Red Dirt Golf Collective on TikTok will be the next ones to go viral, surely. Um, let's get into the day because it was hopping out there at Cedar Ridge today. There were a ton of people out there. It was a, a frankly, a perfect day for golf. I, you know, nice. It was humid. The muscles were loose. The joints were loose. Everybody was throwing darts at pin flags. It was just a lot of fun. I came into today. Uh, a, a live fan. I, I've talked about that kind of ad nauseum. I've come around to the concept. I've come around to the, to the tour, uh, whatever it is. And after today, full blown fan. That was some of the most fun I've had at a golf event in a very long time. Great vibes. Uh, just so relaxed, so chill. The I, I didn't know how the music was going to be. Uh, I, I thought maybe it would just kind of be up in the band village or up kind of around like the, the one in 10 tees and, you know, you'd hear it on 18 green or something like that. No, every tee box, they had a speaker going. It was kind of shocking. Uh, it was, it was just a very jarring, like shock to the senses, but uh, man, it was, it was a fantastic time. And, and I thought the weather was going to hold a, a bunch of people off. It almost scared me away, but it ended up being an absolutely perfect day. Get out, watch some golf. It's it's fun how close you can get to the players. 
They were very interactive. You hit a good shot. I followed uh, Chucky 3-6 and Henrik Stinson and Patrick Reed for a long time, uh, around 11, 12, and 13. And just their interactions with the fans, it was incredible. Hitting good shots. Everyone's yelling, go pucks at Chucky. And and he's doing the uh, finger pistols right back. It was it was just really good environment. Really loved it. Pew, pew. Uh, <laughs> I... Uh... <laughs> The music on every tee box, every green, whatever, kind of feels like what the NBA has done with music in the background of their games. It's just like, it's just there. Like, it's just, you know, it doesn't bother you. Maybe the first time you've experienced it, you're like, this is weird. Yeah. But now, it, so far, since I've been out there, it just kind of feels normal. It's just like, okay, this is just what it's supposed to sound like. So, I, I yeah, that's that's a good observation. I've, I've got to say, after spending a lot of time out there today, there, there's a lot of narrative of, we, and we talked about it the other night is that live needs to stop marketing itself as um, the new PGA or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's no PGA feel out there. It is a completely new experience. It's a completely new golf event. BMX riders in the parking lot. They've got the concert stuff set up. All the music's playing. It, I think every single person had a beer in their hand, including like the nine-year-olds. It was kind of weird, but <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. That did, that did not happen. happen. <laughs> but they've got to market themselves as the as different from the PGA. It's not the new PGA. It's not trying to replace it. Go be different, off but louder, whatever it is. Like after today, they've just got to lean into that, and they've got to stay away from the whole us versus them mentality. It that product that I saw today can survive on its own without the PGA Tour. It was that good. I loved it. Yeah, you know, there's, you almost wish, and I know that, you know, the PGA Tour season now is a very, very long season, right? I mean, it's basically all year round. It's almost like you wish there was an off season so that this could live, no pun intended, in that Mm. space. So they're not directly competing with one another. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of like the xfl and the nfl or something like that you just wish that they weren't competing for the same airtime every weekend that they're that they happen to fall uh on the same dates as each other um because it is it it really is a great product i think they've got a pretty good product with the broadcast as well they've got you know the fact that they were able to pull guys like uh arlo white and david Ferdy and um you know some of those some of those high level broadcasters uh, in the golf world or in the sports world, really in general, um, you know, lends itself to a nice professional broadcaster doing some really unique things on the broadcast. We've talked about the live line a lot. Um, yeah, there's going to be tweaks and stuff, right? Um, the uh, NASCAR style or the F1 style scoreboard along the side. I don't love that, but um, that, you know, the, the, there are a lot of positives to come out of it. And I think you have to go to places like Tulsa, Oklahoma right because um that's where at least on the ground that's where the most fervent fans will come from it's coming from places that don't often get a lot of action uh in the professional golf world and so um uh, you know I think this is a great opportunity for live to shine in a market where uh there's you know frankly not a whole lot of love given to um to this market in the golf world Really quick, I will give a couple thoughts too, but just in case anybody didn't watch the golf today and, and 
But if you're listening to this, you probably did listen. You're just getting our thoughts. But just in case, Dustin Johnson is leading the tournament. Uh, shot back-to-back 63. He's at 14 under par. Uh, Brandon Grace is two back at 12 under. So DJ came into the day two back of Brandon Grace. He leaves the day two ahead of, of Brandon Grace. Uh, Bubba Watson's at 10 under. Uh, four shots back of the lead. So that'll be your final threesome tomorrow, Sunday, for the final round. Bryson is five back. Cam Smith is six back. So there's some there's some really good names up right there. One, two, three, four of the top, and there's Kepka at seven. So five of the top seven players on the leaderboard have won major championships. So I mean, that's 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 anything everything and anything you could have hoped for if you were uh, a, a golf fan here in Tulsa in terms of the type of the leaderboard that you wanted. And uh, four aces have a one shot lead in the team standings over Stinger. Uh, four aces were down. What was a seven shot lead for Stinger yeah, after day one? It was a seven shot lead. They they were at seventeen under coming into the day, and yep. was it four aces that was at ten? I believe. And so I think so. Yeah. Um, but really, uh, guys, I mean, there's six teams within eight strokes of the lead, and we saw how quickly the Stinger seven stroke lead vanished. So, um, yep. you know, that's that's the one thing that I wasn't like super sold on coming into this event but seeing how either they're selling it really really well and they've got great talking points or the guys genuinely are passionate about that team victory and wanting to help their team out um it's every day that we're out here and we're watching it i'm i'm more and more sold on that aspect of the competition i will say the one i have a couple critiques of live and one of them has been something i've voiced a lot and it's it's not comparing right but it's all it's also not beefing it's not overselling it like sometimes on the broadcast they try so hard to talk about how good it is and that's fine like if you think nobody else is going to talk about how good you are then i guess you have to do it yourself but it sometimes comes across as as just annoying uh the live twitter accounts kind of get annoying not live golf's twitter account but the fan accounts they get kind of obnoxious but you know i guess that is what it is but the one thing that i would critique there's a couple things, but the one main one I would critique is that if you want to lean into the team event, it does it looks good on TV, but you have to do something else on the golf course because it's really hard to follow the team leaderboard when you're out on the golf course. Maybe that just means putting up more leaderboards around sure. the golf course. I don't know, but you know, well, and that, and they're they're rotating those through on the leaderboards. Are. But the problem is, like, if you're just casually looking at the leaderboard you may only catch the you know, as they're rotating you may only catch the player leaderboard instead of the team leaderboard and, if you're interested. and my point to that is because dustin johnson got asked about the team lead in his press conference after the round and was like where are we at i have no idea yeah. because he didn't know because you're when you're looking at a leaderboard on the golf course you're looking to see where you you are at normally sure. and then that's it and so i think i think they could do a better job i don't know how i'm not sitting here acting like i have all the ideas but maybe having two separate monitors with a leaderboard for team and a leaderboard for individual um maybe having maybe having a standard bearer every three holes ish that has the team standings that they can change in and out you know i don't i don't i don't know what it would take but that that is the one thing i think they could do a better because they they do they're selling it and i think people are like you like you jared you're buying into it yeah but for people who are at the event it would probably lend themselves some some good to push that even more on the course for the fans that are there that and can we that and can we just get all the vowels in the names on the board. <laughs> Johnson today, Dustin Johnson, Johnson, J O H N S N. Like, just put the other O. It's okay. It's not, you know, it's not like it's not like we're customizing yeah. it license plate. Just, just put the whole name out there. 
Did you guys happen to see the big video board uh, by the 18 green? On 18, mm -hmm. yeah. How could you that's miss what it? All the video, well, yeah, it was a huge, but that's what all the video boards should be is like that. They had multiple different views on their individual leaderboard. They were showing the tele, uh, television coverage. They were showing team leaderboard and everything like that. I get what you're saying. I, I think that they, uh, that's, in my opinion, a pretty simple fix is just make all the video boards essentially just what you have on 18 that has a plethora of information. It shows everything on there. Um, and they showed a bunch of stuff that I don't, I didn't think most fans cared about things like strokes gained and green and regulation percentage and things like that. I, I think that's a great television coverage stat and that's a great stuff to show there. But when you're at the tournament seeing, I, I, I think the crowd was not necessarily as, um invested in into the golf maybe as possible i, I know i've won <laughs> yeah. by one consistent stand and they said we can't keep beer cold enough because we can't catch up with everything that we're selling and uh i was like okay if, if that's what we're going for here on a saturday afternoon no one cares about strokes gained <laughs> just yeah right yeah uh one other thing i've seen a lot of people throw ideas out is they wish there was more grandstands because there's really not places to sit. There's a lot of places to stand, obviously, and you can get really close to the ropes. My only counter to that is if they're going to, that takes a lot of time and effort to build grandstands and build those things out. And if you don't know what your turnout's going to be, I mean, you, you know, if let's say someone is lighting up the golf course and they weren't in the league group. And so people aren't following the league group. So you keep showing these guys shots over and over and you're seeing grandstands behind Empty greens grandstands, and there's nobody yeah. there. Yeah. So I think that's the main reason they haven't a is because it's a build out, but then B I think they're trying to protect from having just a sure. bunch of empty grant. Cause that doesn't look good in pictures or in video. Yeah. That, well, you know, when I was, when I used to work for a minor league baseball team, I, we were always in the production booth and the director was always, um, coaxing or coaching the uh videographers the guys on the cameras to not show any dead space don't show empty seats right and yeah it's hard to do yeah. in minor league baseball it's also hard to do whenever there's nobody sitting in the grandstands at a golf yes tournament. uh back to spencer's point about the beer i the, the i only had one tweet or two tweets today and one of them was just from the practice putting green telling everybody you know about the course conditions and stuff and as i was tweeting that maybe i don't know if i told you guys this i think i did but there was a guy sitting underneath the clock at the, the Cedar Ridge clock right there. Yeah. And I was, as I was tweeting, he was talking to a buddy of his and he had, he was an older guy, probably in his forties, maybe fifties. I don't know. And he said, this is the first excuse I've had to drink before noon since college. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, if that's what, if those are the people live or are applying or appealing to, then they're, they're winning because yeah. that guy showed up for that specific reason. You know, we, we talked about the, Yesterday on yesterday's recap pod, we talked about, you know, where ticket sales were coming from and stuff like that. You know, would Tulsa mm -hmm. show out? Not only has Tulsa shown out this weekend in the state of Oklahoma, but I was on standing on 10. I watched a banter come through on 10, had a really nice sand save. Uh, and then Taylor Gooch's group was right behind him coming through 10. And just right in my immediate vicinity, there were people who had flown in from Midland, Texas for the event. Um, people from Canada from the event and people from just right around the St. Louis area who had come mm -hmm. down specifically for this event. So, um, you know, from a regionality standpoint, you know, I think it's drawn really well. And, and again, just another reason why this area, Tulsa, Oklahoma city, this area of golf, uh, of um, golf fan deserves to have 
a regular stop. It was an incredible turnout. I was shocked. We uh, we ended up leaving. There was about eight, seven holes to go, uh, kind of on the whole shotgun start format. And we had gone all the way down, kind of to the backside of the property, and we were walking back up. I knew that I'd seen a lot of people, but I, I didn't realize exactly how many people I had seen until that final walk up. And I, I don't know what the total amount was. I have not seen any reports on ticket numbers. I haven't dug into it at all, but I would put the easily at 15, maybe 18,000. Yeah. I mean, that- well, there were, there were estimates yesterday that I had seen 12. I heard 14. I heard as high as 17 yesterday. And I promise you there were more people there today yeah. than there were yesterday. Yeah. And, and we don't have any, sourcing or verification of how many people were there we just it just certainly feels like if there was twelve thousand there yesterday if that's how many it ended up being it felt like there was more today we don't yeah. know the exact number but like like spencer said it, it definitely felt pretty big yeah I, I will say it um one of the things that i've struggled with the live is you know i've, I've talked about it on on the show they're wearing shorts it's a shotgun starts 54 holes you know it, it just feels a little gimmicky at times today um it did not feel that way. And it, it seemed like every other group coming up was just name firepower. You've got Phil coming up. You've got, you know, for the OSU people that you had Peter, you and then you've got Charles coming up and, and there was just great groups all around um, to where it, it didn't feel like a major, but it did not feel like a gimmicky event. It felt like a tour event. It was just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I found myself kind of amazed at, how much it felt very legitimate. And and I think that is just a stark contrast to what I had thought about the live going into the day, if that makes sense. I think the, yeah, I think the one, the biggest sell or the biggest change that people were questioned coming out when live first started was the shotgun start. Right. And in my opinion, you guys can chime in. I think that's the best part of the golf tournament. Oh, in my, opinion, in my opinion. I mean, I just, it's so good. Uh, I don't remember if it was Bryson who talked it about Bryson. it. It was Bryson, yeah. Yeah, talking I, about the condition. We, oh, yeah, yeah, that was you, Jared. Yes, yes. So, so Bryson was in his flash interview after the round, and and first of all, that was the first Bryson interview I had been in. Um, very knowledgeable, insightful. He's awesome. Um, very, yeah, very good interview. But I asked him, I said, you know, for guys like me who, when I play in a shotgun start, it's normally in a scramble, and inevitably – we're starting on a par three or something like that where we where we stumble out of the blocks. And I asked him, you know, do, at, at the level that you're playing at, does it matter at all where you're starting on the golf course? Does it give you any sort of advantage to play the course one through 18 from a routing standpoint? And he was like, no, not really. He said, you know, it, it helps to know where in the round. Like if you know you have some a, a difficult hole that will be at the very end of the round, you know – kind of what you're having having to shoot in case, you know, you get to that hole and you blow up or whatever. But, you know, in terms of strategy, it, it's not a whole lot different. Um, but he said, you know, the point he said that was so good is that it's a level playing field for everybody, right? Whereas you see, and it, it, it's huge, and we saw it at the PGA Championship last year, guys are on the good side of the draw, guys are on the bad side of the draw. It's massive at, at the Open over in Europe, right? So um it's it's a level playing field for everybody with a shotgun start. No matter what the conditions are, everybody's out there at the same time. And really quick, it's 
you're in and out. Yeah. Normally it's seven thirty opening tea time, then two thirties to close. Well, so you're there from seven AM to six o'clock, which we're watching look, golf, yeah. but still. Look at today. They started at twelve fifteen, got done about what, five, five fifteen or something like that. By six o'clock, it was sharding rain outside and lightning and thunder. Um, they they would have had to stop play and finish tomorrow, but they yeah. didn't. They all got done in plenty of time. Well, from a pure pure viewership standpoint, you're me and Megan, we were walking and I thought, you know, I want to go Peter Uline's playing with Phil. That's gonna be a great group. Let's get going. We were walking to eleven to watch them, and we just saw a wide open 13 T box. Ah, oh, let's just sit here. It's gonna be a couple holes, but we'll watch them. And for us to sit on the 13th hole and know that we didn't have to wait three or four hours for someone to come around to that specific hole that within 20 minutes we had Kevin Naw uh, right in front of us teeing off. Like that was just, it was incredible. It was nice. It, I enjoyed that aspect to where it just made everything from a viewer standpoint that much more enjoyable. You, you weren't out there all day long waiting mm-hmm. to see where that you want to see. Well, and they do a good job of staggering at the beginning of the day how they do it. So, like, the leaders go off on one. You just know that. Then the next group is off two. Next group is off three. Then they put some of the other contenders off of 18 and 17. So they're all kind of playing around the same spot. And so they, they're they smart about it. And there's always golf going on. Uh, Patrick Reed, I think, at the very beginning when he said why he came to live, he mentioned shotgun starts being a reason. And he said because there's no clear advantages based on the wave that you're in. And he got hammered for that. But now it's, I mean, it's true. It's, that's just yeah. part of it. And so, and, and, you know, is it silly that, you know, that was a one of his key selling points for why he came? I don't know. But, <laughs> it, it wasn't one of the key selling points. Yeah, the selling but point was. But it's a valid point. Yeah, it's a valid point, but the money was good. So yeah. let's, let, let's uh, talk about Cedar Ridge really quick, because I know we talked about early on how we thought the course would hold up okay. But so far, and Jared and I talked about this a little bit while we were hanging out in the media center, or I can't remember where we were, but it's like, there was no wind. There was rain overnight. So the greens were soft. So there was literally, there was no defense for the best players in the world coming yeah. through. And that's why I think you're seeing such low scores. Yes. And, you know, Spencer was, you claimed you were disappointed yesterday um, by the 61 62s or 61 63s that were thrown out there. Um, today, I was really, really nervous because. They got yeah. more than half an inch of rain. There was zero wind out there all day long. Um, I, I think Eddie Roach and his team have done a tremendous job mm-hmm. out there in getting those conditions right, especially on and around the green complexes. Um, Brendan Grace talked about that in the post-round interview. And he, he mentioned it yesterday, too. He said, man, these these green complexes are just so good, and they're there's a lot of movement in them, and it, they're running so pure. Um, that's where the defense is coming from with this golf course, and that's why you didn't see – I mean, yeah, we saw a couple more 63s out there today, but, again, it could have been a lot worse than 14 under. There's – 48 players in the field, 45 or even par or better. So, I mean, it's just, that's just how it is. I mean, again, yeah. these are some of the best players in the world, and you get them on a course that's not overly long on a course without any wind and soft greens, and it doesn't matter where they're playing. Augusta National was playing and impossibly easy during the COVID Masters yeah. because it was soft, the greens were receptive, and there was no wind. So that's just – it doesn't matter the course. You give these guys – and and ball in hand, 
that's left clean in place everywhere yeah. in the fair and the short grass. So I mean, perfect lies everywhere, uh, soft greens. Yeah, they're they're gonna light this place up unless you're Phil, who again, <laughs> I tried to speak it into existence and it's just it's just not happening. It's yeah. just not happening. Well, and I don't want to discredit Cedar Ridge by any means. The track looked incredible. I hope that at some point we can maybe uh, flex some connections uh, looking at you two up in the Tulsa area and maybe get on. But it's not Southern Hills. It's not Harbortown. It, it, it's not the courses that are played on elevated events. The This course is, and I do not mean this offensively at all, it's closer to TPC Craig Ranch. Then oh, it is it's, it's better, man. Bite your tongue, West Sider. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying, like, yeah, it's a great course. It looked incredible. I am so excited to hopefully play it one day. But it's not Southern Hills. It's it's just a different. Well, yeah, it's not Southern Hills. We get that. They're not. Liv is not going to Southern Hills. That's never going to happen. They might. <laughs> Keep drinking. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a think it's a no, but I, I would, so I'll say there, there are some things I wish they would have done. Like except I know why they're doing it because it's compelling, but 17 is a really good hole from the back tee box. Mm -hmm. That's a normally eight. It's a good hole. It's a tight drive in the landing area. There's a gunge left. There's a bunker over there. It's, it's a tough tee shot. Normally like the, like the guys, the members, or guys in tournaments, but they play from the back. They actually try to hit it as far right as they can. They don't aim for the fairway. They aim as, because there's a better angle over there. Yeah. And if you go left at all, you're dead. But now, where they're playing it today, it played under three. DJ yeah. hit it to the front of the green with a three wood, and there's just yeah. nothing. There's nothing there to scare you. And so I, again, I get why they're doing it. It's because it's compelling. It. It's it's a fun hole. Right. The pen, penultimate hole. It's good. But there's some things that Cedar could do to make it a little, they, like they made one a par four, a par four. Like that's good. Like yeah. normally it's a downhill par five. Those guys would eat it alive. So there's some things they could do. But for the most part, they're pretty defenseless when there's no wind and it's soft. Two two quick points on DJ. You mentioned the COVID Masters. Yeah, he won that. Correct. He did. He won that one. Also on DJ, um, his rounds his first two rounds on holes 13 through 17 that's 10 holes that he's played he's eight under par on mm. those 10 holes that's pretty good that's good and it comes at the end of the round i almost wish that he was trailing by two or three strokes just so that we could watch him he just kind of eat those up and make it a competition at the end he bogeyed 18 from 110 in the middle of the fairway with the wedge today <laughs> So like it could have been even better, which sure. is which is crazy. Um, did you, did you have another point you want to make? Was no, that point that was one it. or was that point two? Okay, that was both. Uh, um, I I asked everybody pretty much I think in the in the post round about Sunday nerves if they if they exist on live because right now on the when you're on the golf course it looks like there's literally no no nerves no nerves. <laughs> there's music playing. There's beer being drank. Uh, Phil was tweeting on the range this morning, so it's like you know oh like how how stressed out are these guys? But they all right. said. It's you know it's Sunday. It's it's a you're trying to close out a golf tournament and you're playing for a lot of money. There's the team element, which you know you mentioned it earlier. Jared. Are they really bought into it? Are the guys playing really bought into it? They seem to think they are. Uh, they tell us that they are. Yeah. And so there are some there are some nerves there. And this is a course I asked Bubba and I asked Bryson. Maybe it's just a good chasers course. And they said, well, Bubba said every course is a good chasers course. It's like okay, fair. <laughs> uh, 
but they you can make a lot of birdies. So yeah. who knows? I mean, DJ's putter gets cold. I mean, those guys five, six, seven shots back, they get on a run. I mean, it could be it could get pretty compelling. Or DJ could shoot sixty three again and win by five. I don't know. Well, I've got one more thought, uh, kind of before we bounce out of here. For anybody that uh, did not go Friday, not go today, that they're going to spend their Mother's Day tomorrow uh, at the Live Tournament. What did you guys think about the merch tent? Is anybody listening? Go ahead and prepare yourself. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I told TJ today that we went back through again today, um, and just uh, I I had my eye on a couple of things earlier in the week. Uh, I think I went Thursday uh, during that during the pro am day. Um, but I wanted to let it breathe, you know, it's like, do I really need that? Like if I come back and I, I still like it, then, you know, maybe I'll pull the trigger on it. I, I didn't pull the trigger on it. It just, you know, it's, it's not really my style. The, the loud, bright colors, the, um, you know, getting a, I live golf t-shirt un unbranded without a team to me is like, uh, you know, wearing an NFL t-shirt. Rob Lowe. Team. Yeah. Rob Lowe wearing his NFL hat without uh, any other team logo or anything like that. I just, I, I don't buy that at all. I, I, Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I, I kind of agree with Jared. I, if I didn't have a gift card, I probably wouldn't have bought a whole lot. I think what they're dealing with is trying not to have so much inventory and so many different designs that, that that they end up. They're trying to. I think they're trying to stay specific and stay small. But I don't like the stuff that they chose to stay small. So I, they have. They need to have. They need to have better products. I think. I, I think if they would have had like Tulsa specific gear, though, like yeah, you get an inventory issue at that point. But people would have bought a lot more. I mean, that was yeah. one of the big things, like the PGA Championship. It's Southern Hill specific, and that's apples to oranges, obviously, but. There was, I don't know, and all the Live logo stuff was huge. I didn't want a team gear. I wanted that Live logo. There was a Live Golf polo, and I was like, oh, that's great. Now you get up there, and I'm like, that logo is five inches tall on the chest. Like, this is incredible. Like, this was, is the thing I've ever seen. It's like, it's it? like when Abercrombie started putting the giant eagle or, or whatever it's, it was. Ralph yeah. Lauren Big Pony. Ralph Lauren Big Pony. Was, Big it, Pony. was, it, uh, was it $110 as well? I don't even know how much it was. I saw the big pony logo and I just walked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> U.S. Polo Association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, that's that's one thing that they can improve on as well. Is the and it's not a very big tent, and it is not it's usually a line to get in because it's tiny and packed in there. And we're coming from again comparing. We're coming from the PGA Championship where it was the size of a freaking football field, fifty thousand square feet. Yeah, giant as a arena basically in there, and so they had so many products. One of the things too is that they need to have like some more accessories, more ball marks, um, scorecard holders, or yardage book covers, you know, something like that. Something that people can kind of grab that's maybe not necessarily a, a polo or a hoodie in in October. In, uh, uh, <laughs> I'll say this at 40 bucks a pop, there sure are a whole lot of people that have bought live hats. They're doing <laughs> just they're fine everywhere on the golf course. Uh, do you want to close really quick with who we think is going to win? Sure. Do we have to pick the guy that we picked at the beginning of the week? Uh, no, because Phil would have to shoot 48 or. <laughs> well, um, I think yeah, same thing for me. Who'd you, who did you have Spencer? 
Peter Uline. Peter Uline. So oh, we sucked. Yeah, you, yeah, not great. I think you're in the best position for our. Hey, he's a four under. Yeah, he's just fine. He's fine. Well, he's ten back. I mean, he still shot 500 today. Like He did play well. He did play well. <laughs> uh, Bryson said he probably would need to shoot seven or eight under to seriously compete. That's what he said in his interview. Um, I, It's so hard not to pick DJ, right? Because he's he's playing very, very, very solid golf. Um, I, For me, sentimentally, I want to go Bubba. I'm going to pick Bubba. I've always, you know, kind of been a Bubba guy. Uh, I know that, you know, he's kind of gotten a bad rap or he's kind of cheesy. People don't love how emotional he is sometimes and stuff like that. But he was uh, a great I, interview, too. He was a tremendous interview. Uh, and he's rocking the orange and black Jays. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to go Bubba. Um, it is hard not to pick Dustin Johnson. I mean, two stroke lead going into the final round. It, it seems like he's just not going to really uh, lose a hold of that. But. I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to go, man, this and this just hurts me to say. I'll go Bryson. I had a good round today. Nice. Uh, I, I I think if – here's also the thing. Are we even going to get golfing tomorrow um, with, the, with the forecast? But yeah. uh, I think Bryson's going to go tear it up. Soft conditions. He's just got that, that bomber game, and, and it suits him well on a short course like this. He just looks like a tin man when he's putting. He is so <laughs> stiff. I yeah. will say, you know, people say, do they really care about it? They already got their paycheck. Like, do they really? Bryson has grinded every single day. He's out there early, and he was the last yeah. one on the range. He got called off the range tonight because of, of the rain. So he was out there, and they had to call him off because of the weather. So the dude's grinding. He cares. Yeah, I, again, I think DJ wins. That's I think it's going to be hard to catch him the way he's playing. But I'll go with the other guy in the chase group, Cam Smith, just for fun. Like, I think it'd be fun. Cam is a, as a crowd favorite. There's been a lot of guys yelling for Cam and the in the galleries. That's a really solid penultimate group. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Bryson cam and Brennan Steele. So yeah, Brennan Steele kind of, yeah, he's, he's just kind of there, but, but he's playing good golf. So, yeah. you know, good for him. Bubba is an interesting one. That, that probably who I would have picked because I think I, and I asked him that because he's kind of in the shadow. He didn't know he was in the final group. He's kind of in that shadow. Cause DJ and Brendan grace are, or Brandon grace are kind of out there on their own. Sure. And then I was just there. So yeah. What we'll is see. he? Four, four back, he's, three back. He's four, he's four back. Yeah, it's not yeah. that far. Anything I, can happen. Today showed us that. Today showed that scores can flip. Like I, I feel like Cedar Ridge sets up for one player to catch lightning in a bottle, and they can run away with this thing. Yep. Um, so hey, I'm, I'm we've already seen it. Them. We've already seen it once. Let's see another sixty-one from a chase from a chaser and uh, Chase Kepka. Go get it, Chase Kepka with the sixty-one tomorrow. We're calling it. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, we're not calling it. Uh, hey, guys, thanks so much. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Be sure to look out for the Red Dirt Golf Bison out at Cedar Ridge Country Club and follow us on all of our social channels, bringing you great content all weekend long. Until then, we appreciate you listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.